Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manu Veit. He's Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, um, almost at the end of the week. How's it going? How are you hanging in there? Not bad at all. Um, I was just saying to you before we came on air there that uh, I was worried. I, I've just back from walking the dog and I was a bit worried it was going to snow. Um, snow? Like, Yikes. Yeah, I know, but it didn't. Um, there's snow on the hills around me uh, and it's fallen today. So, you know, I was expecting mm. maybe a bit of snow, but um, luckily I avoided it. And the only issue I had was the dog eating some horse poo, but I can live <laughs> with that. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which anyone anyone who's uh, got a dog and listening to the show will know exactly what I mean when I say that's just an occupational hazard but, with dogs. Yeah, um, the family I used to live with my first year in Canada, they had a dog, and I used to walk him on the beach. And my biggest worries were that was was dead seals <laughs> or dead whales. <laughs> they they'd like to. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess you have walk your dog on the on the beach, right? They like to wrap themselves in dead animals. <laughs> Very yeah, our dog, our dog once, uh, we're walking a dog along uh beach in Scotland, um, West Bride, which is a really lovely beach in the West Coast, um, and she started rubbing herself or rowing in something which looked like just like soapy water, and then I got closer and realised it was blubber from a dead whale carcass a mile up coast. So, Yikes. yeah, that was, uh, that, that took a very dramatic bath when we got home and she wasn't happy about it at all but that's what happens smelly i tell you that it's the worst thing ever if you haven't experienced it um yes so i guess uh horse poo is the least of your worry today <laughs> um but enough of that we have a match day bundesliga match day to discuss and uh we should jump into it right after this break this episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live bettings, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use the promo code Believe. That is B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. The game starts here. Um, yeah, and I, I want to mention as always that um, we do this in association with Get German Football News. Um, guys are great posting um, this podcast every week on their side with our predictions. Um. So yeah, want to give them a shout out as well. If you haven't checked out that that site yet, should, you should definitely um, go for it. And then of course, um, self promoting here, Stefan, the match day thread. Let's see how many we hit this time because it was over 700, 700 comments on the match day thread uh, last um, last week. Um, for those who don't know, know what it is, it's for subscribers only. It's similar to a Discord, right? Um, and uh, you can get involved in the Bundesliga chat. Um, we're in it too. Um, so, you know, you can ask us questions as well. If you still on the fence about subscribing, that's one of the features you're getting with the gig pressing, um, with the gig pressing podcast. So yeah, it's start with the, um, first game, 
um, of the Bundesliga match day 23. And I guess we all are going to have the question on whether Bayer Leverkusen can further increase their their gap on Bayern Munich. Um, and I guess essentially they could, right? Um, because they're kicking off on Friday while Bayern play uh, Saturday late. Um, Stefan, they play at home against Mainz. Um, I know they, Heidenheim put a little bit of trouble on this team, but Heidenheim have done that at home to almost anyone, right? And I fully expect Leverkusen to come back here and, and win this game um, quite comfortable against um, against Mainz. And I have this down as a 3-0 win. And then that, that, of course, puts it on a pressure on Bayern Munich ahead of the Saturday fixture against Leipzig. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, that that uh, win over Augsburg last weekend was a bit of a coupon buster for me. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I suspect Leverkusen won't have too much trouble here. So I've gone for a pretty straightforward 2-0 win for Leverkusen. Nice, yeah. Um, and that, of course, we'll, we'll get to that, Mike, because my match of the week is the Bayern game. Um, and uh, all the trouble that they are having, but I, I don't think they'll they'll enjoy the fact that they are going into the Saturday fixture with an eleven point gap. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, up next is actually your match of the week, Stefan, and that's Union Berlin against Heidenheim. Um, interesting choice for a match of the week, but I can actually kind of understand it. Take us away. Yeah, I just thought, you know, it's not the most um, high-profile game. It's, it's you know, in terms of fanfare or international appeal or star value or whatever, but it's two clubs who are actually kind of slowly but surely pulling themselves up the table. Heidenheim have a really impressive record um, in general, but their away form actually isn't too bad this season. I know they are kind of more or less based um, almost all their form, really, Um you know, in terms of how they've done the season is at home, but in recent uh, weeks, their away forms actually picked up really well. They've beat Mainz, uh, drawn with drawn with Cologne and Hoffenheim, and then beat Werder Bremen as well uh, a few weeks ago. So, you know, they go to Berlin um, relatively confident, but then they come up against uh, Union Berlin side, who really have kind of managed to turn things around recently. Um, so much so that actually uh, I checked before we came on air here that since um, Bielica, I can't really pronounce his name properly, Bielica's I think is probably the best, Bielica, yeah. Um, I think sometimes Croatians, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, since he's came into Union Berlin, um, Union are actually the third best team in the league, if you can believe it or not. Um, five wins, two draws, two defeats. Um and we do have quite a few Union Berlin fans in the subscriber chat who do talk about it week to week and how they're feeling a lot more hopeful. Um, so I think we've got two really informed teams, uh, two teams full of confidence, and I've actually gone for a 2-2 draw here uh, just because I think, you know, it's really hard to separate them, but it should be a really good game. Yeah, I've actually gone for something uh, quite similar here, Stefan. I went for a a 1-1 draw. Um you know, I th- I think that these teams are going to be very difficult to separate. Um, as you said, Union Berlin have been very strong. Heidenheim, uh, I don't have the Rückrunden table in front of me, but um, they're one of the top teams in the second half of the season already. Um, although, you know, you you do think with that in mind, um, that's got it's, 
it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to watch like who of these teams are gonna rescue their form or maybe none which is i guess why the one one draw makes a lot of sense but um i do understand why you picked this as, as your saturday fixture because when you look at some of the other saturday fixtures that we have this week that one really stands out to me um as a game between um two very intriguing sides so yeah i i think that is a really good game to tune into um so see how how it pans out up next is um Gladbach against Bochum um we talked a bit about Gladbach on the main show earlier this week and um their potential worries right um this is going to be a really big game for them I think against the Bochum side that beat Bayern Munich last week um and we usually know what happens to teams that beat Bayern Munich there seems to be a little bit of a curse on them um I think in this regard and Bochum too, we have to keep in mind that there's there's almost like two different Bochum clubs, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, the team at, at home and the team away. Um, I actually think that Gladbach are going to record a narrow 2-1 win here, Stefan. Uh, yeah, I mean, we obviously talked about Gladbach in the main show. We weren't exactly hopeful for them, shall we say. Um, I think I basically said as long as they can avoid relegation this season, let's take that as a bonus or, a, or not bonus, but job done really. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. I think Bochum will pro- prove to be quite a difficult test. Um, but you know, if Gladbach have done anything right this season, or at least recently, it probably is at home. Uh, they've only lost three of the last 10 home games, uh, whereas Bochum on the road are still pretty iffy. They've only won one of the last 10 away games. So, uh, I've actually gone for the exact same result I use as you rather and gone for a, a 2 1 win for Gladbach. Then, uh, that, that would be actually enormous. I think. Um, I pointed this out um, on the show on Monday that, you know, yes, Gladbach are 15th, but they are also six points clear of a relegation spot. Um, You know, just to put it a little bit in perspective, and a win here, I think, will make quite a lot of people um, in and around uh, the Borussia Park um, come with a big sigh of relief. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Next is Werder against Darmstadt. Werder silently really good, Stefan. Um, are they going to continue the good streak here against Darmstadt? I think they will. Um, yeah, we talked about them in quite good depth this week uh, on the main show. Um, you know, I just mentioned how good Union have been in the last kind of nine match days. Well, Werder Bremen are are the second place team above them uh, in that regard. Um, and we did kind of lot we did a lot on Werder Bremen and how their defensive records was improved. So. Uh, if people missed the main show this week, I would definitely recommend going back and listening to that. Um, and yeah, um, per Darmstadt, can't really seem to pick up a win, um, you know, in, in, in general, really. Um, and yeah, I've gone for a 2-0 win for Werder Bremen here. Yeah, actually, interesting enough, um, Darmstadt beat Werder in the return fixture, but they've only won once since... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't have much confidence in Darmstadt either. I went for a 2-1 uh, Werder Bremen win. Um, you know, I just, yeah, I just think that, that Werder at the moment just too good in form. Darmstadt, um, I, I, I think they're going straight back to the second division. Um, not much about it. Um, going to the second division, it's looking like Köln is headed there too. Or, you know, at least a playoff spot. Um, we mentioned Gladbach. Um, if they potentially beat Bochum, I personally think that they could put a nine-point gap on their local rivals 
Um, we have to remember this, right? Gladbach-Köln is a huge rivalry. Um, and I think that's going to happen because I think Stuttgart are just going to smash Köln. Um, I went for a 3-1 win here. Yeah, I've gone for something similar. I've gone for a 2-0 win. Um, you know, Stuttgart, four wins on the bounce now. Um, Cologne, sometimes, they, they kind of showed some sign of life recently. Uh, they got a draws against Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim. They beat Frankfurt. You kind of thought, okay, maybe something's happening here. Um, but they were kind of held to a 1-0 defeat to Werder Bremen, which I'm not mistaken, Bremen actually had to... No, 70th minute. I don't know why I thought it was a last-minute goal, but um, they kept it late. So, I mean, they have been doing slightly better, but in Stuttgart, we're probably talking about the at least the third-best team in the in the league right now. Um, and yeah, at home, that should prove far too much for for poor Cologne. Yeah, maybe a couple of things to point out about Stuttgart. Uh, Nübel is doubtful, um, and S is Dennis Undaf. Um, but... I don't think that's going to matter much because you still have Serho Gorassi. Um, so, yeah, I think they should be just behind against this Köln team. Um, all right, that gets us to my match of the week. I mentioned already, when this kicks off, I think there's going to be an 11-point gap between Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen, um, which, even if they are able to narrow it back down to eight, is still quite a lot to ask for. Um, they're playing Leipzig, and... You know, this is actually a Leipzig team that likes to play in Munich. They, of course, um, absolutely dominated them in the uh, DFL Super Cup. Although I have to say this, they dominated in terms of scoreline, right? Not an actual. They gave Bayern Munich pretty much all of the ball, knowing maybe this was a prelude to what was going to happen with Bayern Munich for the rest of the season. Because maybe that was kind of like the blueprint of how to beat Bayern, give them the ball and then hurt them quickly, right? Uh, Leipzig did this in very convincing fashion in the Super Cup. Um, I kind of sense, Stefan, that they are going to take points of Bayern. Um, I don't think necessarily a win, but I went for a 2-2 draw. And I think this is going to be a very spectacular game. I think this is going to be a game, too, where um, you might see um, Tuchel under even more pressure. I, I know that Bayern Munich are so hopeful that they resolved some of these issues, right, by essentially saying, okay, well, Tuchel is leaving at the end of the season. I'm not sure that's that's going to work. And then on top of that, I'm going to give you a list of players that are going to miss this this game for Bayern. Sasha Boy, Kingsley Coman, Serge Gnabry, Masraoui, uh, well, Bunasar, I, I, I'm surprised he's still listed, Konrad Leimer, um, and Dayut Upamecano, although some Bayern fans might argue this is actually a positive, is suspended. Um, and then even Davies and Pavlovich are currently in doubt. Um... That's not good news for Bayern. No, it's not. Um, and, you know, there will be a degree of pressure still firmly placed on all these players and Tuchel. And, you know, we talked about it midweek on, on YouTube, actually. We did a quick YouTube video on this um, in terms of the Tuchel announcement. And, you know, the baffling thing about keeping Tuchel on board is situations like exactly like this where they could continue being extremely poor. They could continue dropping points. They can continue losing games. And the club don't really have any levers left to pull to appease the fans because they've already said they're going to sack the head coach. Unless, of course, they sack him ahead of schedule and it just seems like more of a circus. Um, I actually wonder if we'll see something of a reaction from uh, Bayern at home. Um, you know, 
we have to kind of remember that despite everything that's been written and said and acted upon by Iron based on how poor their season has been, in terms of the points they've picked up, in terms of their actual form in the Bundesliga, um, it's it's actually well within reason of a title winning team. You know, it's not as if they're languishing in sixth place and dropping points every single week. Yes, they've been unconvincing. Yes, they've just lost to Leverkusen. Um, and then, of course, there was that kind of freak defeat to Bochum last weekend. But on the whole, um, you know, they still have been pretty decent this season for the most part. I know Barn fans probably won't, won't want to hear that because they're sick to the back teeth of this team and this season as a whole. But on paper, um, you know, we're not we're not talking about, you know, a Dortmund who are languishing in sixth or seventh and people think, right, we really need to sack this guy and bring someone else in. It's, it's, it's a little different from that. So... Bearing in mind that and what I've seen from Leipzig recently, um, I know they've kind of managed to get back on form in the league, um, but um, that Real Madrid game really made me think there are some limitations to this Leipzig team. Um, and I just really don't know if I trust any of these, either of these teams to win this game. So as a result, I've actually gone for a 2-2 draw. Yeah, same as me. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch. I I give you that much, and I can't wait to for our chat to explore one more time, <laughs> because I don't think anyone is going to be happy with this. Um, except for Leverkusen, they're going to be happy with this, but everyone else is going to be pretty unhappy. Um, but that's just how it is. All right. Okay. So that gets us to the Sunday fixtures. Um, up next is Frankfurt against um Wolfsburg. This is. Now or never for Frankfurt, I feel like Stefan. What what do you feel is is going to happen here? Um, I can agree with you to a large extent. I I did have some difficulty trying to predict this game because I watched Wolfsburg against Dortmund last weekend, and they remain a deeply confusing club, a deeply confusing team to break down because anyone can look at the league table, see that they're sitting twelfth, uh, only eight points above potential relegation um, and possibly think why haven't they sacked Kovac, why haven't they brought someone else in, why haven't this club acted but then more often than not when I do watch them and particularly in this Dortmund game you know they were playing like a well coached well drilled team who were certainly fighting for the coach and in more ways than one they probably should have went on to beat Dortmund last weekend so I think there is a bit of fight left in this Wolfsburg team. I seem to kind of flip-flop on this week to week, but I do. Um, however, um, that seems to be more or less at home and on the roads. Um, they haven't been very impressive at all, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, whereas Frankfurt have been far more formidable at home. Um, so I've gone for a very narrow 2-1 win for Frankfurt. No, that's what I have. <laughs> I have a 2-1 win as well for Frankfurt. Um, really terrible news about Sasha Kalajic. We we weren't able to touch on it in the on the main show, but um, suffered another cruciate ligament tear that will keep him out until the end of the season. I think that's his third, right? If I'm not mistaken, um, getting to a point now where you wonder um about the future of his career. Um, really sad. It's it's a t it's knee his injuries are always always really bad. Um and take a long time to recover from and then you never know if the knee is going to be the same 
Having said that, I do think that Frankfurt have enough tools um, to still still win this game. Um, so yeah, um, two one is the result that I picked. All right, uh, moving on to Dortmund versus Hoffenheim. Um, Dortmund firmly put me asleep on midweek when they played PSV. We we broke that down in the midweek show uh, for subscribers. Um, we don't know what's going to go on with Gregor Kubel, whether he's going to be back or not. Um, that, I guess, means Alexander Meyer is going to start once again. Um, Phil Gug has been in fantastic form. I don't expect fireworks here, Stefan, but I expect Dortmund to win this game. I went for a really narrow 1-0 win. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you. Dortmunds weren't exactly convincing against PSV. They haven't been convincing against Wolfsburg the game before that. Um, um, and, you know, they, obviously there was a draw with Heidenheim recently. They beat a injury-ravaged Freiburg side um, but in between those games. And, yeah, I, I've, I've, I could struggle to name you convincing performances in 2024 so far. So I was tempted to suggest that Hoffenheim, who typically are very good on the road, uh, could cause some troubles. But Hoffenheim themselves have just been in absolute dreadful form. Uh, so much so, actually, that over the course of the last 10 match days, uh, only Darmstadt picked up fewer points than Hoffenheim. Um, and they are really beginning to nosedive down the league table. Um, so... I don't really suspect they're going to cause a huge amount of issues. So yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win uh, for Dortmund. Yeah. Obviously, I wrote my feature on Hoffenheim. Um, I don't think their ideas about better youth development is going to help them in the game yet. <laughs> so, But if you want to read more about Hoffenheim, there, there is a substack for you. Um, okay, final game of the, of the week. That's Augsburg against Freiburg. Um, Stefan, your thoughts here? Yeah, so two teams who um, aren't exactly in the best one of form right now. Um, in fact, as we record this, Freiburg are actually currently losing uh, the European game. Um, they've only picked up one win from five. Augsburg have also only picked up one win from five. Um, two teams just really seem to run out of steam. Freiburg in particular, who I mentioned a moment ago, have just really been really so unfortunate with injuries. Um so I unfortunately think this match day is going to end with a pretty drab 1-1 draw. That's what I have to. I had a 1-1 draw here too. Um, I think that Freiburg got just, as you mentioned, they're ravaged by injuries. Um, they just hit the post. Um, so there's still some fight in them against Lens. Um, yeah, but you just sense... You know what the other thing about Freiburg? And we haven't really talked about it. It might be worth at some point discussing this in, on one of the main shows. They have also consciously decided to go undergo a little bit of a rebuild of bringing younger players, right? I mean, um, it was a really gutsy decision by them to just decide to play, uh, make Arthur Altobolo their number one goalkeeper. It's very young, very inexperienced, um, and they're sticking to him, which I, I I personally applaud because I do see the potential here. But um, Freiburg is a team that sometimes has to consciously make a step back after a couple of years of success, right? Um, by by promoting their own young players and look, Streich will be the first person to tell you that if they finish the season comfortably away from the relegation zone, then that will be a success for them. And you know, I think that's where they are. Um, I think uh, continuously qualifying for the Europa League year in and year round um, wasn't really in the cards uh, for this club, anyways. Um, so yeah, I think that's just where they're at. 
Um, this was always going to happen eventually. But yeah, 1-1 draw here um, to round up the match day. Um, that pretty much does it for this week. As always, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online in association with Get German Football News. Um, Stefan, uh, your newsletters out on Goretzka and Kimmich. I did mine on uh, Hoffenheim and their new ideas of uh, improving talent development. Um, Matt did an excellent article once again on fan culture on the terraces, right? That's also out. Then, of course, uh, you and I broke down the Dortmund game. Uh, Matt and I broke down the failed investor deal. So if, you, if you're if curious of what's going on, so I actually need to mention, I don't expect many fan delays this week, which is going to be great um, because that investor deal is now dead. Uh, and if you want to find out why it's dead, there is a bonus show, 75 minutes, where Matt and I break it all down for you um, on the Substack. Um, and then you and I did a video for the YouTube channel on Thomas Tuchel as well. It's been a busy week. <laughs> You cannot accuse us of being lazy, that's for sure. <laughs> no, just now breaking it all down, realizing it's been a pretty busy week. Um, and I suspect German football is not going to keep us bored anytime soon. So if you want to have more of it uh, beyond these two free shows that we provide every week, check out the Substack, sign up now uh, for even more content. Anyways, we'll be back next week. Until then. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.